0: And welcome, you are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Riser Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. And I'm super excited about this interview. I know that you all have heard me say this all the time, but I am really excited. And I really, really love interviewing people that understand where I'm coming from. And so this is going to be a really good interview in that I'm going to be interviewing my sis, Mrs. Courtney Porter. And I'm really excited about this interview because Courtney is a licensed therapist. And so we're going to have a very good in-depth conversation as it relates to mental health. I met Courtney actually through her husband. So if y'all have seen those pictures that I post of me uh, or pictures you've seen of me and my husband that are like those really nice pictures, that is Mr. Marcus Porter himself and his beautiful, beautiful wife and I actually met through him and so I met Courtney actually when I was um doing a shoot with Marcus and he told me about his wife being a therapist and how she was really interested in like helping entrepreneurs and I was like oh my god that like falls under the same thing that I've been thinking about doing and then me and Courtney met and it was just like that like she is so 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 good at what she does and talks about as it relates to entrepreneurship mental health self-care and so I was really excited to interview her for the podcast because she has such a great lens on talking about those struggles as it relates to being a mental health counselor so hey Courtney go ahead say hey girl hey girl hey
1: hey. (laughs) I'm like I'm really excited to be here because you know it's different it's like when I hear it's like I listen to your podcast and you hear other people but then when you get on the other side it's like okay now people gonna hear what I sound like it's gonna be I don't know (laughs)
0: It's gonna be good. I promise it's gonna be so so good. So I am so excited to have you on. Thank you for being a part of the episode. Uh, So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Okay,
1: well, my name is Courtney Porter. And I am a licensed clinical social worker. um, Here. Well, I'm actually licensed in Arkansas, Tennessee and Texas. But I'm a licensed clinical social worker, I currently work in an outpatient clinic with adults and children, but outside of working for that company. On on the side, I tend to focus on working with women who struggle with anxiety and depression to help them craft skills to improve their quality of life and regain a new sense of purpose. Um, I've been married," so as Ezra. "says I met her through Marcus. We've been married for ten years now, and yeah, that's no kids. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of.
0: Yeah,
1: y'all been married ten
0: years. Yeah, it was ten I in June. No, it was that long. Wow, y'all are vets in the game,
1: girl. What? <laughs> Whole vets. We got the purple star and everything."
0: Hey man, okay. Y'all got badges and everything, okay? Accolades, everything. So, so as a, so for those of you that don't know, licensed clinical social worker um, is is a licensed therapist. I know people kind of don't know the terminology when it comes to that, but licensed clinical social worker, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist; those are all licensed professionals in the mental health field. So, mm-hmm. I wanted to put that out there too, so that people can understand what the right right <clears throat> and so with you being a licensed therapist tell kind of give us the story of what got you into the mental health field
1: um it's interesting because when I was in graduate school I really was not interested in mental health my direction Same, I was going sis. like Same. I know like okay, okay. I don't know okay. I think I was stigmatized by the stigma amen <laughs> traumatized probably by the stigma of, and I was like, Mm-mm, I ain't working with them crazy folks. Like, we have an idea or perception of things before we're exposed to it. And I was thinking of so family and child welfare and kind of going in that direction and doing nonprofits or adoptions. Like, but I kind of felt like mental health chose me. You know how some people say, I didn't choose Memphis, Memphis chose me.
0: <laughs> yes, ma'am. But-
1: <laughs> I felt like I didn't initially choose mental health. It chose me, but it has really shaped me into the woman that I am today and even the wife that I am and how I interact and deal with people just from my experience in a mental health field. I've been doing it for the last six years um, professionally and and I really, I can honestly say I've really been enjoying it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what do you, what would you say is you specialize in? And, and I know that that can be evolving as we mm-hmm. evolve as clinicians. I know that's something as someone who is, um, working to become fully licensed. So I will hopefully take my test soon. So I Yay. can become fully licensed. Amen. Yes. And so like, I know the thought process for me right now has been, well, what will I specialize in? Who will be my primary client or what's the area that I want to work in? Mm -hmm. And so as a therapist currently, what do you feel like you specialize in? Or what do you want to foresee that you would like to specialize in?
1: Well, I've kind of, I guess, gleaned the tag phrase, the self-care therapist. I'm the self-care therapist because I tend to... Even in my sessions or in my talks, even casual conversations with women, I see how we lack focusing or prioritizing ourselves into the mix of things. We let life consume us, work consume us, marriage consume us if we're married. Um, And we kind of get lost in a transition. And so I want to get us back to the forefront of really focusing on our self-care, Because when we are able to take care of ourselves, then we're better able to focus on those around us instead of allowing our cups to be so poured out and empty. And we just left, you know, slurping, slurping, you know, for what we need for ourselves. So self-care is what I'm pretty much focused on.
0: Yeah. And so with that, you know, with the clients that come to you, or the clients you work with and recognizing that overall it can be a lack of self-care what are the mm-hmm. things that you presently see like clients coming in and struggling with because i know self care is the is the resolve it's the, right. it's the actual thing that we need to better take mm-hmm. to better be better you know have overall better well-being so what right. are some of the issues that people come in with where you see that there's a lack of this
1: for
0: for your uh, let me
1: just say for women, since that seems to be my main population, I hear a lot of women say I feel stuck. Mm. Like I'm at the point in my life to where I just feel stuck and I want to get out of this stuckness or this feeling of not knowing where I'm going. Or I felt like I would have been further in life than I am now. I feel behind. Um, even I'm just so overwhelmed and I'm numb, I get a lot of women that's like, I just feel numb and I'm just going through and passing through and I don't know why. So it's almost like they're coming in trying to understand themselves and understand why they feel the way they do or they think the way they do um, and just trying to manage their stress. So that's the lingo that I
0: tend to get from a lot of um,
1: the women that I counsel.
0: That's really good because like hearing that I know that those are things that I have kind of like said to my therapist and the stuckness was one I know mm-hmm. for sure and definitely feeling always like burnt out but with no real direction towards anything right right. And that becomes so like a consistent narrative in different seasons when I when like you said I've checked out or I haven't done a good job of maintaining my mental health because i was in therapy for two years and then left discharged Mm -hmm. and what i noticed this year was around the pandemic starting Mm -hmm. so i discharged from therapy december 2019 and did a lot of work before ending counseling to create a relapse plan and also like check-ins with myself consistently. One of my core values is Mm self-awareness. And so I, I highly, it's a necessity for me to check in with me. It's a necessity for me to like reflect, ask myself questions, ask myself how I'm feeling. It's just a part of what keeps me going Mm -hmm. when the pandemic happened I stopped doing that because I was like oh I got all this extra time you know there's no reason for me to kind of be feeling no kind of way because I'm good like Mm -hmm. everything's fine and when it got to around May or June yeah I was like girl what is going on I am not managing What, like, why do I feel so sad? Why do I feel so overwhelmed? Why do I feel so depressed? Why do I feel this? And I had found that I was pregnant. And so I felt those I'm stuck, I'm overwhelmed, I'm burnt out, I have no direction Mm -hmm. feelings because I had not put those parameters in place to really take care of me. So it's so good that you said that because it does make sense as to why that becomes a part of the equation.
1: Right. And I think also we get we get consumed or we adapt the mentality that I'm failing as a woman, I'm failing as a wife, I'm failing as a colleague, or even as a friend, when in actuality, we are struggling with anxiety and depression, but we don't realize it, but we just feel like we're failing. We're failing at life. When in reality, we're just overwhelmed and can't put things back in place and in the order that they need to be pretty much prioritizing everything that's around us
0: girl girl. And I, and, and I can relate to that in the sense of knowing like the, the clients I've helped with as it relates to time management, mm-hmm. because that becomes like no boundaries, no boundaries, Courtney. And I know, you know, all about that, like, girl. Mm. but no boundaries. So everything becomes priority. Everything mm-hmm. is everything is important. Everything that I'm doing is important. And we don't recognize that there are a lot of things that aren't really as important as we try to put on a pedestal to be important. Would you say it? Period. Period. Yes. <laughs> okay, so kind of go fluctuating into what that may even look like for somebody mm-hmm. who um is an entrepreneur. So you are married to <laughs> what he's talking about that people. <laughs> Okay, you are married to a full-time entrepreneur. A whole full-time. A whole full-time. <laughs> not a half, not 3/4, a whole full-time entrepreneur. Oh,
1: whole...
0: married mm-hmm. to one. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And a good one cuz he's a phenomenal photographer, okay? Period, okay? So, <laughs> you're married to a full-time entrepreneur and so as a therapist, what are some of the things you discovered the entrepreneurs overall struggle with as it relates and pertains to mental health? <laughs> I well, know it could be a long story, so go ahead.
1: You know, um, <laughs> this question, is, I've heard this question multiple times, but I've narrowed it down to three. Three things that entrepreneurs, that I've noticed even in just dealing with Marcus is and I'll, I'll name it, and then I'll go back and expound on it. And one is what you just named, which is boundaries, um, rest, and comparisons. Um, those,
0: Girl, those, them the, them the high notes. You, we can <laughs> stop right, listen. Okay, let me pause you real quick. So, as someone who's a side hustler entrepreneur who works at 9 to 5 and has a business on the side that makes money. Mm-hmm. All three of those things play into every part of every decision I make, every business decision I make, every client I take, every client I should fire, because there are clients that I've had that I should fire, Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and
0: even wanting to hire people like... I've recently gotten to the place of where I'm hiring people. I just hired a bookkeeper last week, which has taken so much off my mind. But we, like, I've gotten to that point in my mind too where I've thought I can do everything. That's Mm -hmm. a lack of boundaries, and it's Mm -hmm. a lack of, and it's a comparison thing because you're like, oh, everybody else is doing it, why can't I? No rest, all those things. So boundaries, rest, and comparison. Keep going, sis. My bad, I just had to.
1: But that's the truth. It's like it narrows down to that. And I think with the rest, we society has created such a grind culture to where I feel like if I'm taking a break or if I'm refusing to rest, if you know how some people coin I'll sleep when I'm dead, um, sleep is for suck. You know, there are different lingos and taglines out there, but we feed into the notion that. If I'm, if I'm grinding or if I'm not grinding, I'm not doing enough. And if I'm not doing enough, then I'm not enough. And if I'm not enough, then I won't be rewarded until, until I push myself to the max and get something at the end of this finish line, which for some reason keeps extending itself the closer I get to it. You know, the closer I get to the finish line, somebody moves it a little bit more and I just can't ever seem to reach it. And so we, we have to realize the importance of taking a break and resting because when we're fully rested, we can function better th- during the day, we can make better decisions and rest um, even promotes a sense of creativity because our mind, our mind is fully rested in order for us to come out with great ideas for our businesses as entrepreneurs or side hustlers for us to do what we have to do. Um and another point is that as Christians, um, we also feed into the notion that we get to a place to where we're so physically and emotionally and spiritually exhausted and we think that we need to operate in a state of exhaustion all the time, that we're doing God's work by being exhausted and being pulled to the max. And God did not intend and for us to operate that way, even God said in in His Ten Rules of Success, which you call the Ten Commandments, He designated a day of rest. Even He had the rest. So God gave us the blueprint and the plan to put in place. We just don't we just don't follow it because we think our plan is better than God's plan for us, which creates the burnout, the anxiety, and the depression. So I know I kind of be I
0: wanna <laughs> I wanna go on a tangent real quick. So, and then I'll let you get back to your other two points of comparison and boundaries. But that is so true. So to give background, like recently, I, that was something I recognized. And then it's really interesting you said about the part where you said. Resting. If I don't do it, then I'm not gonna be rewarded. But then I, I I reward myself by doing more. And then kind of also where you tagged on, where it comes from, with as Christians, we we live in a state of exhaustion because we feel like, oh, this is what I gotta do to please God. It becomes a state of performance almost, mm-hmm. and. That was something I recently told God because as I've been transitioning with being pregnant, I'm a go like y'all see me on Instagram. I go like I go 50 miles per hour, sis, and that is me all the time. Like, if I'm not doing something, I'm like mm-hmm. not, I'm probably asleep. But doing, 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 doing became kind of the process and also the way I operated in my business so that was what I felt like I had to do in order to meet a financial quota or meet Mm -hmm. a a place where in my mind I feel like I had to be and so as I've been pregnant it's been hard for me to process I'm growing a child because I'm like well well yeah that's fine but I still got things I gotta get done like Mm -hmm. things I gotta Mm -hmm. do and so the the mindset didn't really shift until I remember I did a business meeting with God and he said sit down for the month of September. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't lined up with what we talked about. You know, you and I had a plan earlier this year and you were like, run. You were like, go, go urgently. And now you're telling me to sit. What are you talking about? What are you what are you even saying? Right. You. Yes. And so spending the month of September trying to rationalize why I got to sit down became frustrating, almost like I'm not walking in my purpose. I'm mm-hmm. not doing what I'm called to do. Is God angry with me? Is that why he told me to sit down? Like all these unrealistic expectations and right. irrational thoughts started to come up. But also on the, on the flip side of that, my body was becoming tired. Yeah. I had ran the whole year and now he's like rest. And I'm realizing why is because the more and more and more this pregnancy progresses, Courtney, I am like forgetting things <laughs> like mommy brain is real I did not realize it was a I, I, you know I thought people would be lying because you know, I'm like girl, whatever no right. it's real you forget <laughs> what you're literally supposed to be walking down the stairs to do I asked mm-hmm. myself what am I supposed to be doing all the time but the factor of arrest came into play because I recognize that's a grace that I don't get to have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as much when a child comes I'm not going to be able to just randomly go to sleep whenever I want to because I'm attending to right right that's a level of grace that I'm getting the opportunity to experience but what that also is doing like you said it's reframing the way I now want to approach my business I can no longer work till 11 o'clock at night I can't no longer you know, probably push my body, and be on my phone doing lives and all this kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's now transitioning the way I do business. Yeah, and I would not have gotten that from being overworked, mm-hmm. delegating things to people now, hiring people to handle stuff that I just really can't handle. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have come if it wasn't a thing of God saying sit to rest it was a different perspective shift and a different expectation that I had to shift in the season I was in. Mm-hmm. And so I think you don't recognize it as an entrepreneur because again, like you said, the society has created this culture of what it's supposed to look like.
1: Right, like you're supposed to do, 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 do all the time. All the time. You right. don't get a break. Right. And, and and I think it's unfortunate because you know it leads to an early death Actually, when you're talking about sleeping till you're there, you're going to be there real soon, sooner than you think if you keep grinding and not resting. Because I attribute it, like even when I'm talking to clients or even, well, not more so kids, but to clients. And I have to break it down to a phone analogy. Like even our phone, we can't use our phone. Well, we can use our phone to the 1%. But even our phone needs to be recharged. Like that's a thing. And we focus on making sure it has all its juice you know to fully function but we don't make sure that we're trying to fully function and be fully charged and reset and I think resting we forget that resting is a a period that God gave our body to heal itself to heal and restore itself we think like oh man I'm sleeping I could be getting something done or if I'm resting I'm lazy rest to value work or to value rest from working doesn't make one lazy not working makes you lazy And, you know, to get out of that notion, like you, you have to slow down and you have to rest because sis and bruh, if there are any brothers listening to this, if you did, they're going to keep, they're going to slide, slide you on over and go to the next application on the list. Yeah, You know, you have, we have to take care of ourselves because the world will work us to the grave and keep
0: it moving. And our expectations, Mm -hmm. like we have to do work us into the grave and that was mm-hmm. a thing for me is just switch your expectation what am I I'm still expecting these things to happen but maybe I'm trying to rush or put a timeline on something that God's like that ain't that ain't the timeline I have for you Right. But my timeline may be in your rest and mm. you don't mm. even realize how much you may need that to let me still be God you know what I'm saying yes
1: yes because I think the I don't, I don't know if I was talking to you, I think I was talking to you a while ago and you placed this, um, in my spirit and mind, you know, like if we continue grinding and grinding, then we remove God from getting the glory because we yeah. want the glory yeah. for ourselves. Cause we're like, I did this, I did this. Yeah. And but it's so easy for that
0: to speak. Mm-hmm. At, it's so mm-hmm. easy for it to be a claim of, I did this. Mm -hmm. when really in all actuality no it was god's grace god did this right god and god opened the door for that to occur Mm -hmm. and so you're right like it's necessary and i and that's a it's a and i don't think that like i understand that but there's different levels to it of of learning to rest in certain seasons and rest Mm -hmm. in different ways rest in spirit rest rest in God, doing something. Mm -hmm. so it's not even just body physically rest, but it's also resting in plans and resting in Mm -hmm. what he's going to do and all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always different levels to it because even as someone who, you know, made money this year, that was the first time I ever recognized my abilities. And when you get excited about it, you're like, I got to do more, I got to do more, I got to do more. But Mm -hmm. that doing more mentality only allows you to get so far before you crash yeah Mm -hmm. and crashing is like not a fun place to be
1: no no it's not I've been there I've been there in the past I like from personal experience when I was in graduate school I was working I was working full-time schedule was like 6 30 to 3 I worked at a daycare from there I went to evening classes and from there, this was when this is like during the first couple years after we got married and me and Marcus got a part time job together. We were cleaning this college like during janitorial, which we have to get up at two, probably two thirty in the morning and go there and clean up. It was like a community college that we have to clean before staff and everybody got in. We probably was there from like two thirty to five. And from there, I had to go to work at 6.30 a.m. to get off. And I was, it's like when you're in it, you feel like, oh, okay, I'm doing this. I'm seeing the results of my labor. But your body is like, nope, ain't going to happen too soon. One night I was studying for a test. I had a test the following day and I was um, studying for it. And all of a sudden I couldn't move like my body. Like when I say I can move, it scared me to death because I was like, God, like, am I having a stroke? Because I was in my living room. I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't move my hands. I couldn't even, I was at home by myself. Marcus was at work. And I it scared me to death. And when I finally, you know how when we get when we get in our head and we cry to the Lord, like, okay, Lord, please help me move. Please help me move. I was like, I gotta call call somebody to help me or something. I realized that my body was in a state of shock and stress. And I had to rest. So that next day I missed the test, but I slept all like all day. Like I didn't realize how tired I was until I actually slowed down. And that was a reality check for me because I'm like, man, like it could have been more serious, but you know, God is still, you know, powerful and amazing, but to experience that really scared the daylights out of me because I never had a stroke. I never had a stroke, but the thoughts going through my head, like, okay, why can't I move? What I'm here by myself. Oh, God, I don't want to die and Marcus is not here. It frightened me to death. Yeah. And I had to really take a shift, like, okay, Court, you have to, you have to do something different. You have to make some changes and adjustments and take care of yourself. And I don't want women who I speak with or deal with to get to that point because we already have so much you know to deal with we are innately nurturers we want to nurture we want to take care we want to put our hand in everything and that's just who we are And we feel like well if I don't have my hand in everything then I'm not being my full self
0: girl and I just always wonder like where that comes from like it always like like I know, for me, I thought to myself, "Do I put that out there to people? Like you gotta be, you gotta be on it. This, 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 this." And I, w- what I've come to understand is, it becomes a you gotta know who you are to work through not being so overwhelmed with having to do and know, like what your place is and what you, what you, what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So talk about the boundaries and comparison. Now, see how we went on a tangent with that rest? I told you, girl, it's okay. Girl, but That was like one I'm of the most
1: important. <laughs> it is one of the most important. But yeah, it when is. it comes to um, boundaries, with boundaries, um, I think we have, boundaries, of course, is the limits that we place. The limits that we set in place in order to teach people how to treat us, in other words. So the boundary that I have is teaching my family how to treat me, is teaching my clients how to treat me, and whoever else I encounter how to treat me. And if those boundaries are not in place, then people think they can do whatever, they can say whatever, and they can treat me however they want. Um, And even even with businesses, we have to know, we have to have limits for our businesses in order to, be the best version of ourselves for our clients. We have to know our limits. We have to respect our brand and have other people respect our brand and realize that even the boundaries that we have in place, it drives our creativity because that's the whole purpose of having a niche. Like if I'm all over the place trying to cater and be everything for everybody, then I'm not being anything for anybody because nobody is benefiting from it. And that's what we hear from even other entrepreneurs and people coaching entrepreneurs. What do they always tell us? You have to find a niche. What's your niche? Who's who's your who's your people? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Because if I'm being pulled, if I have different spider legs everywhere, you know, I'm just walking, but I'm not, I'm not making it to any destination. So that boundary that I have drives my creativity because guess what? With therapy as a Christian, you know, your focus is on Christian, maybe Christian women, or, you know, your focus is therapy. You've given yourself a lane to stay in. So you'll be swerving because when we swerve, we're bound to get in the accident. (laughs) So having that boundary and saying no, that's a whole nother segment right there. But saying no and realizing that, just like you said a few minutes ago, not every person is for us. Sometimes we have to say no to clients, like, mm, you know what, I'll pass. This may not be a perfect fit.
0: And that's okay. And I, I, let me say this, and I'm going to be very clear. Not all money is good money. What you say? There is, there is some money you can make that will cause you more headache than not making it at all. Period. That's correct.
1: <laughs> period. And it's not like, it's not even worth it. It's like, man, it's, I should it's not it
0: worth it. It's not worth the headache. It's not worth my time. It's mm-hmm. not stressing over. It is just not worth it. And mm-hmm. the I, I feel like because I know I, I can kind of picture in my mind when people like when we talk about these topics, people asking the question of okay, well what does that look like? And it looks like very in a very basic way in order to build boundaries you got to know yourself to know what triggers you. I'm very big on being punctual. I'm very yeah. big on making sure I communicate. So when I don't get that back, I'm bothered and I'm triggered. So when I recognize that that's happening consistent on a consistent basis, I have to put something up that says you will respect my time or mm-hmm. you will respect um, this about me. And so those are the things I put into place, but also too, especially when it comes to having a business, people will feel like, because you are doing something that they're obligated to just take mm-hmm. advantage of it. Yeah, And there really has to be something put into place that reinforces, like you said, teaching people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's not really going to come to me like, I don't really, let me, let me say this. I People don't really ask to be on my podcast. That's not something I really put out there. And mm-hmm. when it's like somebody asks me that, I really kind of have to like decide. Almost every single interview except one I can remember has been somebody that I knew that I asked. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary that I've kind of taught because it's been something that is important to me. Like I want to yeah. know and vet the people that I put in front of my audience, right. but also too, it's a thing of protection of, you know, I'm not just going to let any old person come on here to just speak out something that may not line up with what I do. Right. <clears throat> And exactly. so that, you know, there's whole many, so many examples where boundaries are super important. Mm-hmm. And when you have a lack of them, that's when you can get into the impacts of rest, the overworking, the overworking to try to reward yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, I, all of these struggles tend to impact the other if they're not, if you don't have things put in place for it. So they do right. tend to overlap.
0: Yes. Yes. Um uh, okay, so talk about comparison.
1: Comparisons. Girl. That's a that's a whole nother situation <laughs> too. But all three of these are just whole facts. facts. But as as an entrepreneur, as a female entrepreneur, and as women, because I'm assuming your audience is probably mainly women. Yes, it's
0: mostly black Christian women. Okay. I do have some people that are in you know, other races. I have mm-hmm. noticed that be um over the last year, I've noticed that there are a lot of people who are different races that listen to the listen to the podcast. So it's mostly African American women.
1: Okay.
0: Um, which doesn't discount anybody's experience, but mm-hmm. as a black woman, I'm gonna speak from a black woman perspective, but I definitely can speak from every woman perspective.
1: Right, right. And I think as women, when it comes to comparisons, we have to A void, that means dismiss, make sure it misses you. When we say miss me with that, miss me with comparisons, you know, that's the one thing that we get more so caught up with. And that's the main thing I think that we need to avoid because when it comes to comparisons, if I'm so busy comparing what I'm doing or to what I think somebody else is doing and what I'm not doing, then that means I'm not doing anything. Because I'm comparing, like, man, so and so over there, man, they sure do have, they they post that every day, or they seem like they have all this content. If I'm if I'm so busy scrolling on my phone looking at so-and-so, what am I doing to create content for myself? So it's like putting yourself in a position to where if I'm avoiding looking at what others are doing, then I'm getting work done, not yeah. to the point of burnout, but I'm doing something for me instead of focusing on somebody else and what they are doing compared to what I'm not doing or what I think I'm not doing, even though I'm doing something,
0: you know? So, yeah. and people don't really say like what they be doing. So like we see the real, but we don't see what's really going on. Like, right, we like see okay, so I know I can give an example because I will tell somebody in a minute, I'm, I'm very type A. So I, and when you said, people posting social media content there are some people who really don't know how to create content social media wise and so we compare what we know to somebody else who may have taken a class or learned or all this to them and compare that to ourselves as a, a, a thing on us but That might have been something they may be innately gifted with. There are some things on Instagram that I'm just not gifted with, sis. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a tweeter. When people like, when you post them like super deep, one sentence tweets, I'm like, Courtney is on it. Okay. (laughs) But if I'm not a tweeter, I'm a talker. Uh But if I compared myself to that and said, I'm not doing enough, I need to be Mm -hmm. more. I'm putting an expectation on myself to try to prove something that really may not be what I need to do. Right. That is, you know, an unrealistic expectation. And then I push myself into a place of insecurity, which furthers this, I gotta work to get there. I can't rest. I gotta, you know, I don't have boundaries, so on and so forth.
1: And, And the crazy thing is we're creating false expectations upon ourselves. For people who's not even our audience, <laughs> like they're not even the people who we trying to cater to.
0: Oh my but god! Putting
1: a false expectation on us based on somebody who we follow. Like we may be their audience, but their audience may not be our audience.
0: Oh my god! You know god. what I'm saying, girl? Yes. And so how this shows up, in the kind of the point of the question was these were these can be struggles as it relates to our mental health because mm-hmm. they show up as insecurity. Mm-hmm. They show up as a lack of confidence. They show up as being overworked, burnt out, stuck, uh, purposeless. Those feelings mm-hmm. that come up, and they can really impact the way we do things, and
1: create that depression. Because if I if I don't feel like I am enough or I'm not doing enough, then I don't think that I'm worthy
0: yes. or I'm important. Oh my God! Yes, you know. So, so what are some tips that you would give? as a regards to how we can take better care of ourselves.
1: Well, that was a, kind. Con- it was kind of like a mix with the struggle. I would say, create creating healthy, healthier boundaries, knowing when to say no and when not to say no, um, being yourself. I would say be okay with being who you are, because I think we can get caught up in the impression that other people leave on us.
0: Oh yes, girl.
1: You know, we're like, oh man, I really like them. Maybe I should, because imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I, I think I can, you know, be act like them and do like them, but God didn't create us, you know, to be them. God created us to be us. Um and we're we can only be the best version of ourselves. So I would point out to create those boundaries. Um, be willing to say no. Um, distance ourselves when, when feasible, to avoid social media. We have to fast, girl. Important to fast.
0: Listen, okay. Talk about it.
1: You have to distance yourself because social media is not going to no time zone. When you miss something, it's it's like when it's out of sight, it's out of mind there's so many people that go on social media fast and when they come back it's just like man i feel so refreshed yes i feel this yes when it's not in front of you you don't miss what's not in front of you yes um
0: yes what else i'm currently on one now i've been on one since the beginning of october since october 1st and Mm -hmm. i won't come back until thursday i think it is Mm -hmm. and what i've recognized were so many things one was the risk factor of like, chill out, you got to rest. Yeah. But I'm not so inundated with being forced to put out there and launch things and run something and talk to people. Like I've been so okay with not having to talk to no one and DM people and all this mm-hmm. because I recognize I give out all day long. I don't pour back into me. Yes. Um, and those are things that I also recognize were on my mental health checklist. One of those mm-hmm. things that were on my mental health check-ins with myself was bi monthly, I take a social media break for like a week. Mm-hmm. And and forgetting like that was necessary to my mental space Yeah, made me realize I've overloaded. I've spent mm-hmm. too much time on these apps. I spent too yeah. much time Inundated with everybody else in their life, that I don't give myself any any time to pour back. That's what it is. It's so important. Um,
1: and I to add to add another one is having moments of meditation.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, those moments of peace before the storm, as we call it, because I think we we kind of miss the the moments of self reflection. Um, reevaluation, reassessment, and reframing in our thought process that meditation brings and even clarity on questions that we have. A, Reflection is directions. so
0: important. Reflection is so vital to us. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: that meditation gets us to that point. I noticed the difference in my days when I take time out to meditate compared to when I get up rushing and don't have time for it. I know that is like life happens but I do notice the difference
0: yeah that it
1: makes in my day and I'm like I see why Lord I see why you you know woke up early in the wee hours of the morning to have you know that separate time for yourself
0: it's necessary yeah 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 so in taking that into account when it comes to as being a therapist mm-hmm. and working with clients what have you learned about God through through helping people with managing their mental health, but also just like being the vessel. What have you learned about him?
1: Uh when it comes to for me, I like, I like find different meanings and things around me, even during my meditation when I read different scriptures, I'm like, okay, I look for ways for it to minister to me. And one way I'm answering your question, but the way that i learned about god was luke 2 luke 252 says and jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with god and man i think of that text regard in regards to self care because when you increase in something that means you get better you improve you you find a way to take it up a notch so if god increased in wisdom that's mental and in stature and that's physical So we got mental self-care and the wisdom. We have physical self-care and stature. And um, in many ways, that's through vocational as well because many people work in order to maintain their physical self-care. And it says, and in favor, my emotional self-care, because if I'm in favor with somebody, I'm important to that person. I have value with that person. With God, spiritual self-care and man, social. So it's like even that text itself showed me like man god you was focusing on all those aspects of self-care in that simple text and those are the that's the foundation of self-care which i stress with my clients is you really you have to be attuned to your mental self-care your spiritual your emotional your physical um your vocation you know in how we work with each other and socially and so god gives us The blueprint is—it's like he's telling, he's giving us a cheat sheet and a cheat code, but we're scared to look on it, you know. When it's right there, it's like he—he told us what we needed to work on. So what I learned about God is that He gives us the answers already before we we even ask the question, but sometimes we're not asking the right questions.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's really, really good. And so, with that, how do you think therapy within itself? Can impact somebody's relationship with God.
1: Um, I would go back to reflection and sitting down. Um, when we get to know ourselves, then we get to know God's plan that He has for us so good. as an yes. individual. So, if I'm sitting down and if I'm taking time out to, you know, just jot down like how how did this impact? How did this impact me? Or where am I now from where I thought I was back then? That's realizing how far God has brought you through something or what he's taken. You've gone through it, but God, you realize God's grace and mercy brought you through that wherever he takes us to, he'll bring us through. And he doesn't leave us hanging, even though we feel like we're out on a limb sometimes. So helping clients understand it's okay. It's okay to pray. And have therapy because sometimes you need to hear somebody else tell you what it may be in your head and what you may be (laughs) thinking about, but it's like, uh, I don't know for sure. But it's like God speaks through different people to give us confirmation, you know, and clarity. So it's like, ah, God, that was you. Because when I prayed this morning, this is a question, and I didn't even mention it, but somehow. They gave me the answer to it. Girl, yes.
0: And and it brings so much light to processing things and talking mm-hmm. through things and being right. able to say, This 10 years ago hurt me. And I felt disappointment. And I've allowed that disappointment to be the narrative that people are always going to disappoint me. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 praying to God, and I'm telling him, God, bring people in my life that matter to me and this, this, and that. But all the while. I'm dealing with disappointment from 10 years ago mm-hmm. and it's impacted my current relationships.
1: Yeah. And I think even with that, coming to the conclusion that God restores, like no matter what God restores, you are here even in therapy because God restores. Yes, girl.
0: Yes. Whatever
1: is broken, he's
0: capable of putting it back together. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm fixing it. So That's so good. That's so good. Um, Well, Courtney, this has been a great conversation. I have a thoroughly- I know,
1: I feel like we can just go on
0: and on. Forever, sis, okay. (laughs) So why don't you tell the people where they can find you and if they're interested and they live in those states, Arkansas, Tennessee, or Texas that you mentioned where they can find you if they're interested in starting counseling with you?
1: Well, you can, right now you can- find me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Courtney L Porter LCSW. You can find me on there and I'll be posting some updates. I'm in the process of um, getting my website complete so people can, you know, book or book me for therapy or services. Um and if you're a social worker in the area as well, I provide supervision. I didn't I didn't mention that earlier, but yeah yes I'll plug uh so therapy supervision and coaching is what I'll be providing. So follow me follow me on my Instagram and you can stay in the loop on different things that I have going and my website will be posted soon. So if you follow me, you will be able to go to my website and book my services and I'll be so excited to work with you because we are here for each other. We are here to serve and whatever we need to do to get you ready to have a better a better quality of life i am here for it
0: yes well i'll have all courtney's information in the show notes for you all and i have enjoyed this conversation courtney thank you again and i love you all and we will talk next week